Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Judges chapter 12, and we're going to call this one, The Password is Shebeleth. <laughs> the Password is Shebeleth. It kind of reminds me of the old tale, Rumpelstiltskin, right? It's like the secret word that you got to know. And I don't know if you've ever played like the password game or stuff like that, but we're going to definitely get into this because this word Shebeleth ended the lives of 42,000 people. <laughs> so here we go, Judges again, the Tiger King of the Old Testament. It is what it is. We're going to get into it in just a moment. But before we do that, make sure you are like, sharing, and subscribing to the YouTube channel. When you subscribe to the YouTube channel, it helps us reach 1,000. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. We've got, you know, we're almost halfway there. We need your help. Thank you so much in advance for that. Also, if you were listening to this on the podcast, you are still my favorites. <laughs> I'm so thankful for all of you. Make sure you are leaving us a five-star review. And you are sharing this with somebody because, man, we are just unashamedly rallying around the idea of reading God's word together every day because we read God's word so we can know him more so we can do that together. And it's an honor to be able to do that together. And the kind of the chief rallying point for all of us is our Facebook group, Bible Breakdown Discussion. Got a team of people that are doing amazing devotions over there every day, giving you opportunity to engage with different things. And man, the more we dig, the more we find. And that's going to be one of those today because on the surface level, there is this horrible thing that this guy Jephthah does. It's the guy from yesterday who killed his daughter, all right? So you got to go yesterday to listen to that. And if you want to go ahead and get out your Bible with me, Judges chapter 12, NLT, all I'm going to say about Jephthah is, praise the Lord. I mean, it's just he, he done killed his daughter and it gets worse because he's about to get attacked. And if you remember, the overall idea of Judges is, don't be stupid. <laughs> Follow God. <laughs> the cycle of sin stinks, right? But a better way to say this would be, don't do life your way. Do life God's way. Because we, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to have bad motives from time to time. We're going to get things confused. Trust the Lord to lead us in the right way. Because if you don't, bad things happen. And we're going to see that today. So Jephthah has went and he has destroyed the enemies, but now he's about to have to fight from within. And it's going to be difficult. It's going to be rough. But I think there's, I think there's a lesson that is extremely applicable for the world we live in today. So we're going to read this, and then we're going to see what God's Word has to say to us on an overall principle we can learn from His Word. So if you've got your Bible ready with me, Judges chapter 12 out of the NLT, here we go. Verse 1. Then the people of Ephraim mobilized an army and crossed over the Jordan River to Zephon. They sent this message to Jephthah. Why didn't you call us to help you fight against the Ammonites? We are going to burn down your house with you in it. Jephthah replied, wait a minute. I summoned you at the beginning of the dispute, but you refused to come. You refused and you failed to help us in our struggle against Ammon. So I went when I realized you weren't coming, I risked my life and went to battle without you. And the Lord gave me victory over the Ammonites. So 
Why have you now come to fight me? The people of Ephraim responded, You men of of Gilead are nothing more than fugitives from Ephraim and Manasseh. So Jephthah gathered all the men of Gilead and attacked the men of Ephraim and defeated them. Now listen to this. Jephthah captured the shallow crossing of the Jordan River. And whenever a fugitive of Ephraim tried to go back across, so after they had been defeated, they were trying to go back home. Whenever that would happen, the men of Gilead would challenge them. Are you a member of the tribe of Ephraim? They would ask. And if the man said, no, I'm not, they would tell him to say, Shibboleth. All right, pause for a second. Shibboleth. I count to three. I want you to try to see if you can say it. One, two, three. Shibboleth. Today, I want you to try to see if you can get someone else to say it. And especially if you know somebody who has a different you know, uh, uh, accent than you do, because this was the problem. They couldn't say it right. Because here, listen to this. The next verse says, if they were from Ephraim, they would, sh- they would say Sibboleth instead of sh. So instead of Shibboleth, they would say Sibboleth. They, they couldn't put the H in there. And because the people were from Ephraim and they couldn't pronounce the word correctly, they would then take them and kill them at the shallow crossing of the Jordan. And all 42,000 Ephraimites were killed at that time. So in other words, they set up shop. And it doesn't say exactly how long, but for a while, they would kill everybody who couldn't put the H in their word. And so just for the sake of getting the context, here's your homework for today. If you know anybody who has a little bit different accent than you do, maybe from a different part of your country or a different part of the world, something like that, Ask them to say the word shibboleth and see if they say it like that, see a little differently, and then realize that's kind of how they were figuring out who their enemies were. All right, verse eight, or verse seven, rather. Jephthah then judged Israel for six years, and when he died, he was buried in one of the towns of Gilead. After Jephthah died, Ebzan from Bethlehem judged Israel. He had 30 sons and 30 daughters. That's a big family. He sent his daughters to marry men outside of his clan, and he brought his 30, these 30 young women in from outside his clan to marry his sons. Abzam judged Israel for seven years. When he died, he was buried in Bethlehem. After Ibzan died, Elon from the tribe of Zebulon judged Israel for 10 years. When he died, he was buried in Ajalon in Zebulon. After Elon died, Abnon, son of Hillel from Parathon, judged Israel. He had 40 sons and 30 grandsons who rode on 70 donkeys. He judged Israel for eight years. When he died, he was buried in Parathon of Ephraim in the hill country of the Amalekites. Now, by the way, the reason why they would tell you, these judges, how many like family members they had is family was considered to be part of wealth. Like if you had a big family, that was considered to be a wealthy family. It didn't have as much to do. I mean, yes, it would have to do with like, you know, if you had a home and if you had sheep and cattle, but a big family was wealth. And so what I was saying is these were wealthy people who judged over Israel. Now, what can we get out of that first part? The idea that the way they found who their enemies were was by the way they said their words. Do you know one of the things that I see in the world, and, and I, maybe you do as well, is how tribal we try to be. And what I mean by that is, is we try to get in these echo chambers where everyone has to agree with everything we say. And if they don't agree, well, then they're immediately our enemies. And we get in these echo chambers and we will say certain phrases, you know, like all lives matter. 
or Make America Great Again, or uh, any number of things. Those are just the first two that came to my head, that all of a sudden we go, well, now I have to be your enemy because you didn't say that the right way, or you don't agree exactly the way I do. You know, one of the things I've learned with most people is most people, they may say slogans, but their beliefs and their ideas are much deeper and broader than a slogan. And especially because when I'm recording this right now, it is the fall of 2023 and we're getting ready to go into an election cycle that really what, you know, modern American politics, what they really want you to do is they want you to reduce your beliefs down to a few slogans that they can manipulate to get you to align with them. Because a lot of times, especially in the political world, their goal is not always to do what's best for the country. Their goal is to win. And that isn't just politics, that's everywhere. And we have to be careful that we don't put ourselves in a certain tribe just because we say the right things, but make sure our principles align with one another. You could even say, well, well, pastor, isn't that kind of hypocritical because you know, as a Christian, you have a certain set of beliefs and you want everybody else to parrot those same beliefs. That's not true. I don't want you to parrot those beliefs because I say them. I want you to have those beliefs because you believe them. Because we align ourselves on the principles of God's word, that we believe God's word together. We're not just trying to throw out a slogan, but we believe it to our core. And if we don't believe it to our core, then we have conversation and we try to find that place where we can agree. Because we don't line up on slogans, we line up on principles. And so what I'm trying to say is, is in our lives, we have to be so very careful that we don't write people off just because they don't say things the same way we do, or they don't you know, go in the same direction we always go. It's possible in the political world for a conservative to be a friend to the liberal or the other way around if we can align on principles, not just on slogans. And so what I would encourage you to do is to make friends, be friends with people you don't agree with because you get to hear their perspectives. Make friends with people that maybe other people wouldn't expect you to be friends with. And then rally around principles and not around slogans, especially when it comes into an election cycle, because it happens both on the outside of the church and on the inside of the church. And I'm going to say one more time, make sure you align yourself with principles, not with simple, easy slogans. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, that you are so much deeper, richer, more wonderful than we can imagine. And in your word, we find principles to live a life that makes you glorified. We want to glorify you in everything we do, including this idea that we want to know what we believe so then we can rally around other people who believe the same, that we don't believe it because somebody else told us. We believe it because it's what your word says and because we found it to be true and we will stand on that truth and that truth gives us confidence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Don't forget, the reason why people be killed over the Shebeleth is because Judges 17, 6 says, in those days, Israel had no king. All the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. The lesson for us is, is don't do life your way, do life God's way. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Judges chapter 13. 